0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard.
1: People know I take classified documents. All
0: right, that is your president of the United States of America. His words. People know I take classified documents. His words. Edited. Congressman Jason Smith, rep Southeast Missouri. He's joining us here on the show. Uh, you're in D.C. this morning. I am right. I'm in DC this morning. When you go and chat with the rest of the folks there, can you say, you know, we have this show in mid Missouri that when it comes to political clout as they reach into four different congressional districts, they played audio from our president saying people know I take classified documents. Can you go and, and tell Byron <laughs> Donalds and McCarthy that's what uh they were saying? that's obviously edited. Let's start here before we get into really the the big story. And how this is impacting Missourians. Uh, your reaction when you heard that, hey, there's some classified documents found in a Biden think tank. How did you react?
2: I wasn't surprised. Not surprised at all, because usually, whenever you're the first one to cast a stone at someone, you're hiding something. And <laughs> he came out so strong against uh, Trump whenever. The the feds decided to raid him for classified documents that they all knew that was there. In fact, they told him how to lock them up there, and then they went and confiscated it to say that you know it was reckless and careless and unacceptable. Well, it's quite different whenever it happens to himself, apparently. Yeah. Um, and they'd hidden it for two months. Was, they found out before the election, but. That's what happens if you're a Democrat. You have yeah. got a third third helper helper, and it's the, the <laughs> mainstream media.
0: Missouri Senate, uh, in effect, kind of has a third senator. Now we will get into that. And here's my. I take it. And I loved how a lot of the national news outlets, well, here's the difference. You know, Biden had this many and Trump had this many. And this. Here's the biggest difference, the most important difference. If you are newer to politics because you hate how you've been screwed by this Biden administration, if you are a regretful Biden voter, we welcome you in here to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Here's the biggest difference. I think the biggest takeaway between the two incidents... The letter behind Biden's name. He has the letter D. That's the biggest difference. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell is back, and I am so stoked. Good morning. Love swapping ski stories. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth.
3: It's good to see him. we're good to, good to have the congressman on, too. Amen. There's producer Hannah.
0: Good morning. Miss John Marsh is here. Good morning. I'm Brandon Rather. Congressman Jason Smith. Oftentimes, the position as chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, referred to uh, that state's third senator. Congressman Jason Smith, repping southeast Missouri, gets the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. I don't want to make this about you. I don't want to make it like we're bragging on you. I want to talk about why this is so powerful and its impact on the folks that aren't even in your district. Why is the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee so powerful?
2: First off, Brandon, it's always great to be with you all, Stephanie, Brian, Hannah. Um, This position is just a position that has extreme influence. The chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee uh, has sole, complete control over all tax jurisdiction, all revenues that come into the United States all trade policy, all Social Security, most of Medicare, more than half of the welfare programs, any tax increase or tax decrease bill has to originate from the House Ways and Means, not the Senate, the House. So almost 60 percent of all the mandatory spending that happens in government just comes under the sole discretion of the House Ways and Means Committee. So virtually everything that you care about and touch touches all Americans. It has a huge impact in there whenever i first got on the committee i can remember the former chairman paul ryan telling me that you know it's great to be on this committee because this is a committee that a lot of people don't know the name of but you can make such an impact on the lives of all americans and they may not know your face. and it's more of a workhorse committee than a show horse committee but as of yesterday at 906 i've become the the second chairman ever from our great state the last one was in um the second chairman of the house ways and means committee the the first one was mr congressman john phelps uh from 1858 and he served one term um and that's who phelps county down in Raleigh in my congressional district is named after so it's an honor. I've also they tell me I'm the youngest since the Civil War, so we're excited. There's going to be a lot of work to do, and we got to we got to deliver for the American people. And I'm happy to help use this position to help benefit the state that I love so dearly, and that's Missouri,
3: Congressman. We always appreciate you joining us on uh, Wake Up Mid Missouri. And uh, next time you're in the area, we would love to have you in studio. Democrats say that the Republicans are focused on helping the wealthy, the rich, and the powerful. Your thoughts on that? In two, you have said that your commi- committee needs to focus on working class families. What do you mean by that?
2: absolutely Brian um, the parties have completely changed the Republican Party that it is today is not the same that it was 10 years ago we are the party of the working class and that is what I I told the steering committee whenever I was presenting to become the chairman is that I'm a product of the working class I grew up in Salem I live on my fourth-generation family farm I lived in a single wide trailer most of my life and then we upgraded to a double-wide my grandparents never had running water but i thought that was normal but that is the background of a lot of missourians and i'm so proud of it and the republican party the base of the republican party is working class americans we have to make sure that the policies we push in washington are the policies who we reflect and that is working class americans are who are working Paycheck to paycheck just to make ends meet. And whenever we're looking at the tax code, when we're looking at trade policy, we need to make sure that our number one priority is working class Americans, families, small businesses and farmers, not these huge woke corporations, not Wall Street, not K Street. It needs to be Main Street. And that is what my mission, my focus, and my plan, and that's what I presented to the committee.
0: Congressman Jason Smith, Rep Southeast Missouri, just named to the incredibly powerful position. Chairman, House Ways and Means Committee in the House. He's hanging out with us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: Congressman, you've talked in the past about trying to get along with the Democrats, and I know a big issue for you is child tax credits
2: it absolutely is i have said that this is they're like well where can you find common ground i can find common ground when we're all trying to deliver for working class americans and small businesses but the child tax credit for example was something that five years ago in 2017 when we did the tax cut and jobs act it was my push to double the tax credit from a thousand to two thousand dollars well that expires in in 2025, the Democrats are wanting to expand it. I think it's something we can look at. However, there always needs to be a work requirement. We saw back in 2021, when they passed the $2 trillion COVID bill that actually less than 9% was towards COVID, they expanded the child tax credit, but they took off the work requirement. Before you would always have to work in order to qualify for the child tax credit, they suspended it for just the year 2021, and only 1.6 million people returned to work. When that expired on December 31st of 2021, just the following January and February, 1.7 million people returned to work. Work requirements matter. It helps lift people out of poverty. We need to do that. And we need to apply the work requirement in the 70 plus different federal welfare programs on able-bodied, healthy adults. We need to get people who are able and healthy out out and working and being productive and rising out of poverty.
4: Now, I noticed you have already updated your Twitter bio to include your chairmanship, and interestingly, that the Ways and Committee, uh, the Ways and Means Committee, has its own Twitter. So, I guess who tweets from that committee
5: account? Is that you? <laughs>
2: It, it is. It, it will be me. Uh, everything just transformed yesterday. This is how fast it happened. Um, Monday evening, I was named around four o'clock. I was confirmed at nine nine o six yesterday morning, and and literally, I'm putting together committee immediately. Um, but yeah, that's that's us. But if you want the real flavor of, of myself, I would just follow the rep Jason Smith. <laughs> that's when I can uh, probably be. Uh, let me ask
0: you, uh, specifically in southeast Missouri, what did you hear from your constituents regarding the uh, the House speaker vote? I know the, the and I actually I got to tell you, I, I, I would have voted differently than, than you did. Uh, I love the idea that you had 20 people. Well, here's the thing, 20 people that stood on their morals and that stood on something they believed in. Until they got paid off enough with rule changes and commit and, and I get it—that's how politics works. I just get frustrated when people say, "Well, it's the principle of the thing, and we will never vote do this." And oh, wait—I'm going to get this committee assignment. All right, Kevin, I'm a vote for you. Uh, did did from? I'm guessing you heard from some folks in your uh, the folks you rep who were against you voting for McCarthy. What was their reasoning for you? and in trying to encourage you to not vote for McCarthy?
2: I You know, I heard a variety. Sure. Overwhelmingly, people were very supportive of Kevin McCarthy. Let me tell you, I believe that you reward hard work. I have never seen anyone work harder to win back the majority than, than Kevin McCarthy. And every election cycle, the House Republicans is the only one nationwide that gains seats. The Senate, they continue to lose seats. Governorships continue to lose seats. Even in the state of Missouri, we lost seats but not, not in the U.S. House of Representatives. And when when you're Speaker of the House, you have to have different skills. Like Jim Jordan, I admire Jim Jordan so much, and he's a very good friend, and he's a fellow chairman with me. But there is no one better qualified than him to do all the investigations on the Judiciary Committee and to get down to the issues with the FBI and the Justice Department. But he doesn't have those same traits that's needed to be a speaker. When you're looking at 222 seats in the in the House Republican majority, you have to have someone that can work with all factions, whether it's Main Street Group or the Tuesday Group or the Freedom Caucus, the Republican Study Committee or the Western Caucus or the Southern Conference. It takes a lot of work i try to be friends with everyone i try to bring everyone together but i'll tell you last week was kind of tough but you know what i think it's made us stronger brandon and and i really believe i'm i'm clearly the most conservative uh in the missouri delegation eric burleson may be putting me around for my money now in springfield but um i i will say that uh it's going to make us a whole lot better. The agreements are brought forward in the rules package are things that we all need, and it empowers the membership. It actually takes away power that's centralized, which is all about the Republican philosophy. We believe the best government is the closest to the people. You give the members of Congress the authority they should have, and then they can better serve their their constituents. So, right, I'm looking forward to the next few years. Congressman
0: Jason Smith, hanging out with us this morning. Wake up, Mid Missouri at about uh, uh, 45 seconds here. The the Trump effect within the party. I uh, and I'll go back to the midterms. Red wave did not materialize. I still think Trump just does not. There's a lot of people that think Trump has influence over Republican voters. I point to the 2022 red wave uh but in the party in that vote on the floor those 14 votes i was surprised number one because there are a lot of people saying well let's put up trump somebody did put up trump uh only one member of the house voted for trump all of that aside 30 seconds his influence how much of his influence dictate or how much of his influence was responsible for getting mccarthy elected house speaker in the party
2: you, you know, President Trump is a, is a good ally and friend of mine. I communicate still to this day quite often. Um, he has a big impact in our party and he's a big leader and he was a hundred percent behind Kevin McCarthy being speaker of the house and having the opportunity to lead. And he made a lot of phone calls. And, and I'll tell you the biggest break of the 14 people was in meetings that we sat down with on budget issues. And figuring out how to balance the budget in ten years; um, those were actually the biggest issues, and and it's going to make us better. I feel like that we got such huge wins, Brandon. So I'm pretty excited. But yeah, Donald Trump is a is a key ally for our party. All right. Whether, hey. So now with some of the
0: some of the changes we have made here on the show and the show's further reach into parts of Missouri, uh, we should think about sitting down and having coffee a little bit more often.
2: We'll definitely do all that.
0: Right. I always hey, enjoy talking to All right. Yourself. And your assignment, when you go and talk to your fellow lawmakers today, what's the one thing, what's your assignment today when you're talking to the, what did you hear on Wake Up Mid Missouri this morning that you got to share with people? Me? Know I take classified documents.
2: That's your assignment today, Jason, <laughs> okay? I, I'll be with them all very shortly. So all I'm right. going to tell them all
0: that right there for you, Brandon. Congressman Jason Smith, thanks so much. Coming up. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Hello, it is 827, time for the morning bell. And the morning bell is just business news, and there's a little twist, and the only one who can give you that twist is witnessed over the past several days. Hannah, don't agree with me on this. Uh, but I would over never. The, over the past several days, we have witnessed why uh, it's only that twist that only... Stephanie Bell can give you.
4: Well, there will be a lot of people talking about this this morning, and it is the FAA grounding all domestic flights. Um, but we are going to talk about what this NADAM system is. And so they said it was a computer problem, and we know Southwest had had some major computer scheduling issues um, where they didn't even know where their crews were a couple weeks ago. But, you know, they, they keep saying this notice-to-air missions, and I'm thinking, what is that? What, what went wrong? And so according to Wikipedia, which is, you know, true as far as I, I can tell, uh, it's a notice filed with an aviation authority to alert pilots of potential hazards along a flight route or a location that could affect the flight. So they said typical NOTAMS are issued um, with respect to hazards. If there's like air shows or rocket launches going on, flights of heads of state, closed runways like snow and ice. So that's the information that the pilot is getting about. You know, issues happening, you know, that could affect their flight. And that's a system that went down this morning causing all domestic flights to be grounded. What I think we got the alert at like 6 a.m. and, and now the, uh, they're back up and running, um, as of 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Um, but the last time that all domestic flights were grounded in the U.S.
1: 9 11.
4: Yes. Yeah, so it's very rare, uh, not a good situation. Uh, but don't worry, uh, Pete Buttigieg says he's on it. Uh, you know, right after he's he's on the Southwest thing. He's already tweeted this morning. He's uh, he's gonna figure it out. The guy we could,
1: the expert we've got in Mid Missouri who could tell us all about No Tam and the system and all probably oh, be Chuck Basie. Is
4: it No Tam? Am I saying it wrong?
3: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathart. Um Look, I'm so uh, I'm so sorry for everyone who might have been. Tuning
1: in to watch the Golden Globes. Chris and I aren't gonna be able to be there. We yesterday we had to pull the kids out of school and in Santa Barbara. This is the second time in five years. The town uh, freeways flooded out. We found ourselves on the wrong side of the town and we couldn't get back last night. We couldn't even get back to the house this morning in time with the freeways
0: closed. So he did win. That's Kevin Costner. Won an award from the Golden Globes last night. Best actor in a drama. You know, it's just occurred to me. So I'm only up to season four of Yellowstone. And if you haven't seen it, it was one of those people. Come on, Brandon, you got to watch it. I don't get involved in a whole lot of television series on the Netflix because... I'm a commitment phobe. I get really hesitant committing to anything and anybody in my social circle here. Maybe not Howsworth or Marsh, but people like at least uh, producer Hannah and Stephanie might be able to back me up on this. I have a hard time committing to anything, including. That is true. <laughs> Tell me, stop it.
5: It's like when you say, <laughs> if I ask if you're going to be somewhere, well, I intend to be there.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, Incidentally, this is. A, I want to share this real quick because I want to get into uh, after apparently a mountain lion uh, spotted again here in Mid Missouri, Hallsville. Hallsville area. The the mountain lion, we call it uh, cougar. I got to wonder how did we get to calling a certain subset of women cougars so i went to, i'm not asking i'm not asking you oh, to answering,
4: answering life's most important questions right, right here on wake up In missouri you
3: look like you wanted to answer that i question. know i thought you were i thought you were gonna ask me that you know so. no i got the answer okay, on that one i got you i'll take care of the hallsville thing here in a while uh, yeah so uh
0: <laughs> we have that uh coming up this is cool uh zimmer anytime we have job openings at zimmer uh i would it it at least check it out. This is such yes. a remarkable place to work on so many at work I agree i don't call this work. I come in and Man, like twice a month, they put money into my bank account. <laughs> so many neat things. Seriously, whatever Zimmer radio station it is, when you hear there's job openings, check it out. This is a remarkable place to work. I know people like um, Veterans United Home Loans, they get kudos and deservedly so. But the things, just even the li- the big things we do and even the little things, one of the little things we do, and I forgot about this. We have you know our monthly meetings with all, all the staff last year. They had us write down, hey, what are three things you might like to do this year? Yes. Completely forgot about it. And yesterday, they pull out the, because this is an exercise you could probably do in your workplace. I thought it was actually cool. It's not something I would have done on my own. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I make changes as I, if I need to make a change today, I make the change today. But usually not. So, they hand them out. I'm like, oh, crap, what did I write down last year? I accomplished of all wow. three of my things, but here's what struck me. I'm not saying that to brag, but here's the my first one on the list was to say yes more often to Hannah's you know, ruining me about commitment. My second, my second quit, John. God, I'm God. Just sitting next to you, yeah. Johnson. <laughs> my, John, what was number two on my list? So, number one. Say yes more often. This
4: year it should be an enthusiastic yes because a lot of times we have to like pry the yes out of you. Like, uh, do you want to go to this thing? Uh, are you?
1: I think number two was say no more often. One that was my oh. second
0: resolution to okay. say no more often. Number one, say yes more often. I did that this year. Number two, say no more often. And the reason being, <laughs> I can't allude it to. Uh, hey, you want to go to this? Well, let's see.
5: Yeah, uh, you always piddle uh, fart around. And I'm like, just, just answer honestly. And part of that
0: was getting comfortable with doing things that are outside of my comfort zone. So say yes more often. But to say no more often, you know what, be firm and be okay in your nose. When somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to do it. And I believe you go out and help people even if you don't want to. I believe in doing that sometimes. Sure. But to say no more often because that's a hard one for me and i did it this year good
5: for you well and something that i heard recently is no is a complete sentence so if i ever say no i feel like i have to have a really good excuse or a really good lie to justify it i i need to work on just saying no and moving on
0: or no thank you or nope or what here's the thing when people say hey well you do this uh i can't i've got plans well what are you doing it's none of your damn business. And I don't need to explain. Sure. I feel, and again, I'm very independent, laissez-faire, hands-off, leave me alone. You don't need to know my business. if I, And not that I'm doing anything that...
4: No. Maybe I'm just taking a day to myself, self-care. Um, but yeah, the uh, the other way that I've heard this is if it's not a bleep yes, then it's a no. That if you are not super excited to go do something, then you should you should say no.
5: Yeah. You know what number one was on my list of goals for 2022? What's that? Uh, It was to get engaged.
0: Yes. Very nice. Very nice. I had to
5: laugh at that one.
0: Yeah. The rest rest of us look bad over here. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, how goes it with the, uh, you know, this is how important Hannah's wedding is to all of us here. I have in our studio, I have her invite or the save the day. Hannah has a committee. They have a meeting every week, and they meet at the Denny's, and they get coffee, and they get the notebooks out, and they have a wedding committee meeting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, how, how goes it so far here as uh, we continue to inch closer to the big day coming up in the fall?
5: Uh, I mean, it's going. Yeah. It's my little wedding planning app. Um, it reminded me yesterday that we have nine months left, and I was like, whoa. Well, It seems like it's coming up really fast.
0: No, bad. Are you... But Let me ask you this. Do you have fun while you are doing some of this stuff? Is it like genuinely like, oh, this is fun?
5: Yeah, I enjoy most of it until we start talking about the money side of it. But (laughs) I enjoy picking, you know, the cute stuff out.
0: I say this to anybody on the show. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But what's the going rate for a wedding nowadays here in mid-Missouri? A lot. Okay. Uh, there's Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. You <laughs> remember what you what your wedding cost you? Yeah, Roughly. whatever. Whatever, whatever, we whatever we paid the preacher. Yeah. Uh, my divorces were far more expensive. <laughs> yeah, there you than go. The weddings. <laughs> I know that to <laughs> put it in perspective. Stephanie, how we are so glad to have you back. Any highlights from uh, from from your uh, what you've been doing?
4: Oh, it was just wonderful. Would you? I, I went skiing. We were in so Keystone, Stone, Colorado, wow. and. Only my family, I didn't grow up skiing, so the first time I ever put skis on was two years ago. And And as
0: an adult, it's a hard thing to learn.
4: It's so hard. (laughs) And so I skied... For a day, the last time I went, and this time we did three days, and all of my littles were skiing off the chairlift, like a big, you know, not just the little bunny hills with a magic carpet. And so, you know, they get to the bottom and say, again, we want to do it again. And they just said, thank you. You know, it's a, a we went with my sister, um, and just a trip we've been planning for a while. So, um, the kids watching them just enjoy the mountains was so fantastic.
0: And the reason, as we're getting a little personal this morning, talking about resolutions and stuff, I believe, is somebody. Who also I didn't learn how to ski till I was an adult. I'd moved out west, and every weekend, like all of our friends were going, like, well, we're going up to the mountain," so I had to learn how to ski. the The reason being, and I had my, I ended up getting a ski instructor. So I'll figure this out on my own because I'm a man. I could land <laughs> an airplane if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I can learn how to ski. The reason it is so immensely difficult for adults to learn how to ski, because we are adults, we have accrued more fear of things. A child, you put a four-year-old on skis on a bunny slope, they've got no fear.
4: Oh, just straight down. Just yeah. french fry all yeah. the way down. And then I'm in the back doing the pizza, yep. just <laughs> freaking so out. But
0: fries, pizza, fries. Yeah. Uh, kids have no fear. They They're don't. Not, they don't care what other people think about them. They don't care about getting hurt. But when we grow up, We care about what... I I don't want to be falling down out here in front of everybody else and and all that. And and I don't... I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. That's why it's more... It's fear.
4: And it's a humbling experience from someone from Missouri growing up at the lake. You know, Chris and I are both like... We were avid water skiers. I I would just... I would slalom and start on one, you know? So, you know, I considered myself like, you know, decently athletic. Obviously, I'm much older. But, you know, then being like, ah, I, I skied, you know, and, but it is, it is very difficult. And I had, there were some moments where I was questioning my abilities, but I, you know, give me a nice, easy green run. And I, it was it was beautiful.
0: Glad you are here, Mr. Brian Housworth is here. Of course, producer Hannah and John Marsh, uh, listener Jack. I'm going to give it, Fridays. We pick winners and losers of the week. 8:35. We do uh, we do our best to keep track of like the really really good texts that we can share to make you our winners of the week. There's a guy named Jack. Yesterday, he says this is going to be the headline of the year. Uh, House passes latest piece of legislation stalls in the senate that'll be the number one headline in 2020 yeah he's
3: right maybe he's, two
0: years yeah, he's got another one uh good one today uh, be careful with the Google searches for cougars in Hallsville and Rocheport.
5: <laughs> if it says cougars near me, don't click.
0: <laughs> so, mountain yeah. lion. Uh, Twenty seconds, Brian. Twenty
3: seconds. Betsy, who works here at the station, has been listening this morning. Says that one of her friends uh, put up a game camera as well, and has captured a video of what appears to be a mountain lion in the Hallsville area. Could be the same one, and again, that's. Uh, I, I told her left this is you.
0: separate of the one that's made news this morning. This is separate of the one of why we've had Adam Deerholm from Department could of. Be the, it could be the
3: same, same one, one, but a different be, incident, a different, different location, different location, not even close to it, really, because this is Hallsville. Bottom line: If someone sees these things, and in, in, the last thing, it's very quickly, Brandon. The, the, they had one attack an elk and kill it. Um, and Department mm-hmm. of Conservation confirmed that. So mm-hmm. they do. That's I mean, what they eat. They, yeah. they do. But, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. be very careful um, if, if you're out If you woods.
4: see it, bust out one of those air tags and just tag the thing so we can tell if it's the same one yes. or not. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't go near the would map this,
3: Would this have
0: been wrong to say, hey, if you spot a cougar, call me at 874 <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Would that have been wrong if I had said that, John? Yeah. Is that no. if it was closing time at the local
1: bar.
4: I mean, he said it's just looking for an escape route and it won't bother people. But then again, we had a listener text in about how they thought it was a mountain lion that attacked a horse, Mm -hmm. you know, what, in 2001.
3: Yes, and and, and keep in mind that that horse incident, I believe the horse died. It did get covered in the news. But this is, you know, the fact is uh, Adam did think it probably has moved on from uh, Sturgeon. And if this is the same one, it's moved around. So just be careful.
0: Um, So let's do this. I wanted to do this uh, here. So we looked up, how did a certain subset of women come to be called cougars so oh
4: sheesh <laughs> do i want to know
0: according to uh, what i'm seeing on wikipedia they are called uh cougars talking about women now
5: steph i would just like to point out real quick brandon is the first to make the rest of us google something but when it comes to cougars he took it upon himself to make the google search himself So
0: here's another, my son used to give me this all the time when he was like eight or nine years old, 10, 12 years old, you know, and I'd go pick him up for my, you know, weekly visitation and stuff. We would drive by the retirement home and he would always say, oh, we're going to get your date because I had a tendency, not that I sought him out, I guess I'm so mature that I had a tendency to hang out with women that were
5: older than myself. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Or you scream, help me, and older women have that maternal instinct to try to get you in line <laughs> so but help it, me
0: <laughs> but when you get to be 52 i don't think i can look at women as because i always was i always thought a cougar was a hot wom- woman older than yourself but that's when like you're in your 20s or 30s i'm 52 i don't know that i can refer to a woman as a cougar anymore because i'm older now anyhow yeah or, i don't know wikipedia they are called cougars because they seem to prey on younger men, <laughs> just like cougars, because they like tender flesh, not old meats. And that is why
4: what? Life that's- lessons. I just thought, my
0: general understanding, just an attractive woman that's older than you?
4: But now, I would say it's like, it's...
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. <laughs> enjoy some of the things that we didn't get to on the show before we get into the gary nolan show gary nolan happens to me by dad's uh, favorite show here on the radio station steph what do you have for leftovers this morning
4: well we had a new auditor get sworn in on monday scott fitzpatrick was sworn in and he uh, gave a speech saying that his uh, primary goals will be to audit the covid federal covid 19 relief funds and school spending i think those are two priorities that a lot of folks right here in mid-Missouri think probably we need to take a harder look at. So I, I'm glad to see him in that role, and I'll be interested to see his reports when those come out.
0: That is going to be kind of fascinating because, listen, there's, you know, it blows me away as we look at some of these things that we see happening now, for example, as it relates to the government pandemic that started in 2020. Shutdown schools do all this, and there was a bunch of us smart people saying, you know, if you do that, you're going to probably cause more harm to kids who aren't going to be gravely affected by COVID anyway. They're going to be more so affected by your government pandemic crap. And here we are today, we're talking about bad test scores all across the state of Missouri. We're talking about the mental impacts and there are more, we're starting to see more and more of these medical reports talking about where kids over the, especially think about a kid in or kindergartner, three in 2020, we're up to 2023 now, how it's affecting. Well, so there's a bunch of us smart people saying, hey, and it is happening now. Same thing with the uh, the, the COVID relief money. People said. Be careful! And now we see these stories trickling in. So and so fraud, the fraud—they lied, taxpayer dollars.
4: Yeah, the auditor brings up a good point. He says the explosion of spending at all levels has made it easier and more likely for taxpayer money to be wasted, uh, misappropriated, or even stolen. And sure, like if your budget's tight, you know your citizens are probably breathing down your back. But when money's free flowing.
0: Central Missouri Humane Society suspends their intake of dogs for at least a couple of weeks because they're having respiratory virus uh, outbreaks. Don't they have these dogs in masks at the animal shelter there or something like that? John, what do you have for leftovers?
1: We got word in the sports scene that Blair Oaks Falcons star quarterback Dylan Hare has announced that he will be playing his college football at Truman State Yay! I-,
4: I saw that. I- that I- was really I- exciting. I- I- and apparently it's kind of appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a pipeline, right? He's not the first one to go from Blair Oaks up to Truman.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, some Hare family members have, have made the trip up there and they're the guys who won the Class 2 state championship. So, Bulldog well, congrats forever.
4: to Dylan. Yeah.
0: Uh, and how cool is that? So we've got uh, this young man who's going to True Mistake play ball, uh, another Blair Oaks student, uh, young 13-year-old uh, by the name of Millie, who finally, she, lo- she loves Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 13 years old, on the way into Blair Oaks every morning. She listens to What's Hot with Hannah, which is something we do 7.25-ish. We seldomly get to it at 7.25 because somebody's always running behind. Met her at inauguration events I said, Millie, 13 years old, why is it that you uh, like listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri? She says, Well, I like what's hot with Hannah. And I said, what is it you like about it? She says, I listen every day because I want to see, are you going to be on time? (laughs) And this morning, you know, miracles never cease to exist. Correct. Uh, We were on time. And so Millie's going into Blair Oaks having a great day. We've got this guy having a great day. Gary Nolan shows coming up next. See ya.